In these uncertain economic times, it's easy to be worried about protecting your wealth, your hard-earned savings, and your family's financial future. Plunging interest rates, the devaluating dollar, and political unrest constantly threaten what you have worked hard to earn and all that you own. That's why now it's more important than ever to protect your assets and have the money you need to make your dreams come true. Welcome to the Global Wealth Fortress Report with successful global entrepreneur and wealth preservation expert, Joel Nagel. Joel's helped thousands of people just like you protect what you have so that you can make even more and make your every dream come true. So, sit back and enjoy Joel Nagel's offshore expert advice on how you can live the good life at a great price, where the sun never sets on your financial fortress. Hi, this is Carol Clues, and I want to welcome you to Joel Nagel's Global Wealth Fortress Report, which has never been more timely. Ukraine, gas prices, pending food prices. How do you protect your assets against all that? Joel, what do we got to do? Hey, Carter. It's uh, <laughs> good to be with you. I'm actually on the move myself, headed over to uh, over to Europe, and I have a flight in about an hour. So uh, this was good timing. Um, it's kind of interesting to see the the uh, crowds picking back up on international flights. For a while, I was I felt like I was flying with the uh, just with the airline staff myself. So it's good to see people uh, coming back to, to the flights. Uh, but of course, like, like you said, you had a private uh, jet. Did you feel like you had your own private jet? You know, there, there, I think in the middle of COVID, there was a flight where I think there were three people in business class and there were five people in economy. So there are only eight people on a giant, you know, it was like a 767. And uh, I think there were 14 um, staff. I mean, not, not counting pilots and co-pilots in the cockpit, but 14 right. staff wandering around to take care of eight. I felt like I was on a very high-end cruise ship and I was being, uh, you know, very much pampered. But, uh, you know, it's... It, like you say, it's it's amazing right now. The it seems like the world is is almost coming unglued every day, and um, yeah, I mean you can look at it at the macro level. You know, you talk about inflation rates and things like that. But you know, for for me and for my clients, it's more about the micro level. You know, what is it like when you go to the grocery store to buy food? What is it like when you yeah. want to travel? What is it like when you want to buy a car? And you know, the I think the official. Uh, inflation rate, something like six, seven percent, somewhere like that. But you know, if you go to some something like Shadow Statistics, you'll yep, see that yep. you know that's absolutely not the case. Um, I saw on the internet the other day a guy was holding up a, a steak that he purchased at Costco. It had been in his freezer, and it, and then he bought one. You know, one year later, and uh, the one in his one hand was uh, twenty one dollars, and I don't remember how many cents. And the un, one in the, his other hand was thirty four dollars. So, oh, yeah. you know, we're not yeah. talking about 7%. We're talking about 30, 30%, uh, probably yeah, you at look, least. You know, I'm glad you mentioned shadow stats. That's John Williams, who I think is just fantastic. He puts it up close to 15%, almost double what the government's saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which, and, which, and if you look which at, I can if, believe. You know, and if you look at other indicators, for example, if you look at the price of gold, you know, in, in recent days, because of Ukraine, it's, it's spiked quite a bit because... Gold has historically been something that you, you know, that you move towards when, when there's strife in the world, right? It's a, it's a safe haven. Uh, we were talking last week a little bit about Bitcoin. Obviously, 
gold doesn't have the same volatility as something like Bitcoin. So it's really a, a you know, it's a, it's a, it's a store of assets. It's a store of wealth. And so normally it goes up in direct proportion to things like inflation, devaluation, you know, the things that hurt your purchasing power, gold offsets it the other way. And, right. you know, if you, if you look at gold over the last, you know, four months, I think three, four months, it's up, um, you know, it's up about 30%. So wow. you can, you can believe that, you know, it was trading in the 1600 range and, a few days ago, it went over two thousand. I think uh, today it was around almost twenty one hundred dollars for an ounce. So, you know, again, I, I've never been a gold bug and said, "Oh, go out and put all your money in gold," uh, because you know it doesn't generate dividends, it doesn't generate interest, things like that. But I think it it does drive home the point that you do need to keep a certain portion of your wealth in something like gold. It doesn't have to be gold, right? It can be silver. It can be right. you know real estate things that governments can't go out and just print out of thin air, you're going to see that, that those things, other commodities, you know, before the show, we were talking about wheat, we were talking about, you know, I, I read something about copper as, as all these things are going to go in direct um, relationship as the dollar goes down in value, they're going to go up in value the other way. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to protect your purchasing power, you should have some exposure to these types of assets. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned these types of assets because I just read this past week that for the first time in history, and you can tell me whether this has any impact on asset protection, but this past, I read this past week that recently for the first time in history, Russia and China both have more gold, actual gold reserves in the United States. I think Russia is up at 584. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, How does no, that impact no the value of gold? Yeah, it, it, it certainly does. And um, for the last, you know, 30, 40 years, the West have, have been net sellers of gold and, you know, India, China, Russia, they've all been net buyers of gold. And, um, you know, I think th there's a couple things that, at play here. One, there's the desire to create a monetary system that's not led by the U.S. dollar, right, and not led by SWIFT. And recently, you know, we punished Russia. We kicked them out of the SWIFT system. I think in the short run, you know, Russia is going to feel a lot of pain because of that. But in the long run, you know, it's going to make the SWIFT system, um, you know, there, there will be viable alternatives to the SWIFT system, which means the SWIFT system is going to be less influential. The dollar is going to be less influential. You know, I can't tell you that's going to happen today or tomorrow. In fact, in the moment, because of the crisis, the dollar has been increasing in value against a basket of currencies. I think it was up almost 50% against the ruble. It's been up, you know, six, seven, eight percent against the euro. And that's the short-term sort of knee-jerk reaction to the conflict. But if we could fast forward somehow 10, 15, 20 years from now, I would suspect that, you know, there will be multiple currency systems and the dollar will still be an important uh, currency, but it's not going to be the world reserve currency the way it's been. So you see the Chinese and the Russians hoarding gold. You see them trading, doing their counter trade in each other's currencies, meaning the yuan and the ruble. Right. Um, and that means they're just, you know, they're going to systematically cut the dollar out of the of, of, of use from their perspective. And as the dollar is used less and less, you know, its value will go down. And you have a situation just building exactly on what you're saying of the relationship between Russia and China, you can build Iran in that, India, okay? 
some of these Central American countries, uh, you know, I, I just did a piece for the Offshore Club um, talking about what I call the, the, the Humpty Dumpty, hum, Humpty Dumpty factor. You know, a lot of people don't realize Humpty Dumpty was actually based on a historical event. It's when the, they had the, at the um, 1648, the Battle of uh, some place in England, they had their big cannon that would sit up on top of their wall and shoot at everybody out there. Okay. Well, one of the, they called it the Humpty Dumpty. It was huge. And one of their enemies just knocked the wall out from under and Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Well, when we're out here shooting at all these other countries and, and freezing their assets and using dollar hegemony based just exactly what you just said, sooner or later, it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're the expert that the other countries say, Hey, then we're at, that's it. We're out of Swift. Hey, we're going to move toward away from the dollar's reserve currency. What's your opinion on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly don't wish the dollar or the Swift system any ill will. Um, you know, what do we expect to happen when we kick countries out of Swift? Do we think they're just going to shrivel up and go away? No, tomorrow they're going to wake up in the morning. They're going to figure out how to buy things, sell things, trade. And if the, you know, it's not a question of them leaving Swift. It's a question of us kicking them out of Swift. Yeah. Um, and, you know, China has been preparing for this for quite a while. You know, they started an alternate system called CHIPS. Uh, even the Brits joined it. Um, and, you know, countries like Iran have been, North Korea, they've been locked out of SWIFT. So what choices do they have? They're going to look for other ways to trade and they're going to look for other systems. And, you know, the more we use the dollar system in the short run to punish people, in the long run, it, it will become less and less effective. I, I believe that's true. If you couple that with massive money printing, which we've been doing, you know, because of COVID and because of, you know, our own economic problems, um, you know, over time, the dollar is certainly going to be worth less. Um, I tell you all the time, I'm not an investment advisor. I'm not telling people what to invest in. Um, but, you know, look at something like the U.S., um, the 30-year U.S. Treasury. I mean, the, the, the interest rate on it's like two, little over 2%. So somebody's going to take your money and pay you 2% a year to hold it for 30 years. I mean, I can't think of a worse bet ever. You are guaranteed <laughs> to lose your money. You know, it's, it's not, you know, you're not going to lose it quickly. You're going to lose it slowly. It's, it's, you know, death of a thousand cuts. Um, you know, uh, if anybody thinks the dollar is going to be worth more in 30 years than it is now, you know, they really need psychiatric care. So, you know, that, that's kind of where we are right now. And um, I think everybody should be thinking of ways to protect their, their purchasing power and, and uh, make sure that, that, you know, whatever whatever strategy they come up with, they should really be thinking about it from not from an investment standpoint, but from an asset protection standpoint. Those are slightly different. You know, some investments do really well and keep you up with inflation. But at the end of the day, asset protection isn't about you know, trying to time the markets. It's not about what's the hottest stock. It's not about any of those things. It's about what can I do with my money to, you know, make sure it, it's going to be, it's going to retain the purchasing power I had when I earned the money and I put it in the, in that asset class in the first place. And, you know, you're, you're, you're basically talking about, um, you know, things that are limited in nature, um, you know, limited in scope, gold, it has a certain finite amount of gold in the world. And, and if you want to buy it, you, you'll always pay more over time to buy it than you did in the past. hundred years ago, an ounce of gold cost $20. A 
you know, 100 years later, cost $2,000. So did the price of gold go up? I would say absolutely not. The price of gold stayed the same. The dollar went down. Right. That's that's right. really what's happening. And so with the with the idea of 2% return on the bonds at a time when you have 7.5% inflation, uh, exactly, yeah. I'm not much of a mathematician, but that sounds like a losing proposition to me. It is a losing proposition. <laughs> you might as well just, you know, when you when you do your taxes at the end, there's a great line at the bottom after you've calculated all the tax you owe and all the different ways you have to pay more and more and more tax. There's actually a line at the bottom of the tax return that allows you to, you know, donate extra money to to the treasury and to the IRS. And I feel like when you're buying a 30-year bond, that's what really what you're doing. You're you're donating <laughs> your 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 blood, sweat, and, and equity to to the government because whatever you get back, you know, even if it has, it's paid in nomin with nominal interest of two percent, um, it's not going to be anywhere close to what it was when you gave it to the government to begin with. There's just no way. Do you ever? I know you don't recommend on investments, but in terms of asset protection, how about offshore property? Offshore property. Yeah, I mean, property in general, but I do like offshore property because it's, again, the property in the United States to a certain extent is controlled by the U.S. dollar. And when you buy property outside the states, it's, it's not really going to be uh, controlled by the dollar. But it is, you know, again, it's, it's a finite asset versus an infinite asset. I'll give you a quick story. I was with my good friend Steve Sugarood in Buenos Aires, Argentina, back in the early 2000s. In fact, I think it was 2000, 2001. And the Argentine peso at the time was pegged one to one to the US dollar. And literally, while we were there, the government ended the peg. It was an artificial peg. And uh, overnight, the um, peso went from one to one to three to one. So all of a sudden for local Argentinians, everything became three times more expensive. And, and for me, it became one third the cost, right? Because if, right. if I was paying for a hotel and, you know, I was paying, you know, 300 um, pesos, you know, yesterday that was $300 and today that's $100. So for me, everything got cheaper. For locals, it got more expensive. But I noticed in, in the case of real estate, which is priced in pesos, what happened the day that they did that, all the costs of real estate, particularly nice real estate that international people would want to buy, it, they just tripled the price. Wow. So the peso went down, you know, two thirds and the price went up 300%. And at the end of the day, you had to essentially pay the same value for that property before and after the devaluation. So if you were an Argentine, you know, would you want to have, um, you know, a million pesos in the bank or would you want to have a property worth a million pesos and you know the answer is the second because you know the the, the next day instead of being worth one million pesos or worth three million pesos and now it's something like i don't know 80 80 pesos to the dollar and if you own that same property i'm sure you know instead of one million it'd be 80 million so right. that just shows you that you know real estate is an asset class that that is great from an asset protection perspective and I'm not talking about any particular property. I'm just talking about property in general. You know, right. if you have a great beachfront property, it may appreciate more. If you have property in a good area, you know, of Buenos Aires, it may appreciate more because things that are rare and sought after are always going to increase more. But this could just be some average, you know, piece of property anywhere. 
it, it would have gone up. It would have kept up at least with the devaluation of the peso. And, you know, that's what I see happening in the U.S. too. It's obviously happening at a, at a slower pace. Um, but, you know, to me, inflation and devaluation, it's, you know, two sides of the, of the same coin, really, that makes your money and your purchasing power worth less. Well, you know, I always tell people that when it comes to property, as we're discussing, two things. One is what Mark Twain said. He always said, invest in property because they can't make more of it, which is exactly. a great statement. And the other is I remind folks, and this, this is both sides, whether it's for investment or asset protection, there is no place in all of Central America, we're talking about the value of different types of property. Joel, there's no place in Central America that is more than 125 miles away from beachfront. It's incredible. That is. That's incredible. Places in, in places like in Panama where you can, they have mountain ridges where you can look one way and see the Pacific and the other way and see the Atlantic, you know, and the sun rises over one and sets over the other. And, you know, you see the oceans all day long. So, you know, you're absolutely right about that. It's, it's a good place. I mean, again, I wouldn't try to time markets, but yeah. I think it's, it's more longer term trends. And particularly if you think you would enjoy spending time and living in, in these countries, you know, then it makes even more sense, right? I'm going to live there. I'm going to take advantage of the lower cost of living, the high quality of life. And, you know, some point, maybe in the future, if I don't want to live there anymore, or when I pass away and I leave the asset to my children, you know, they're going to have an asset that will have kept up uh, with, with, you know, with value. It'll probably, hopefully it will, if I pick the good property, it will have increased in value, not in nominal terms, which is the way most people, you know, if, look, if you bought a home 30 years ago and now it's worth twice what you paid for it, did you really make a gain? I would say no. You probably lost money. You're happy that it went up double, but in, in real purchasing power, you know, it, 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 it struggled to keep up with inflation, right? Because if 30 years ago you bought an ounce of gold, you know, it's, it's five times what it was 30 years okay. ago. So okay. you have to kind of look at it from from multiple perspectives but if you pick a good property and i think you know many places in central america are still undervalued so yes i think you can find some really phenomenal values and um you're going to get nominal increase and real increase as as the, the area uh, becomes more sought after so in this turbulent time and we're, we're running low on time here but in this turbulent time we've got the, the, just you know, to a certain extent, I've never seen anything quite like we have today. I mean, no, it's, the world's it's, it, it's turned upside down. It really is. Yeah. So you're, you've got gold, you're saying asset protection, gold and silver, asset protection, perhaps property, and perhaps looking very closely at offshore property. Give us one other recommendation for when your clients are coming now that you say, look, you got to protect some assets here. Yeah, I think you you can't talk about asset protection anymore without without talking about crypto. And I know crypto is not for everyone, and it's it's volatile. I understand all those things, uh, but you have people leaving Ukraine, for example. Um, they were told they they can't leave with more than you know something some ridiculously low amount like two hundred dollars in cash, and um, you know they 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 can't carry more than that with them. So you have people who are leaving with nothing, and you have people who are leaving with you know, their Bitcoin in their, you know, in their, uh, you know, in their computer. And uh, I think it's going to make a huge difference to the ones that show up in the West that, you know, that have crypto and don't. 
if you have gold, if you have diamonds, all those things are physical and they can be taken away from you. Um, but as one of my friends in the crypto space said, you know, Bitcoin's the one asset class that you can carry around in your brain. Because as long as you know your your seed phrase and your, you know, access yep. passwords, you can literally walk away from everything you own, go somewhere else, log into a computer, download your Bitcoin and, you know, you're, you're back in business. So again, I understand all the challenges and problems with it. Um, and I'm not saying it's the only asset class you should have for asset protection. I, I love real estate. I love gold. You know, I love different types of currencies like the Swiss franc. I love investing in, in real businesses because, again, you know, as as inflation hits people, businesses, what do they do? They just raise their price. So if you have a great business, good, great stocks, you know, those things are going to keep play, pace with inflation. Bonds, bonds will not keep place, pace with inflation. Government bonds, particularly so, cur, you know, cash, putting money in a bank account. I mean, if you put your money in your in your bank, you're making your bank wealthy. You're not making yourself wealthy. I mean, I've never seen you know uh, a bigger negative spread between real real uh, inflation and interest rates, right? I mean, right. you, you, you right. said inflation somewhere between officially six seven percent, unofficially maybe twelve fifteen yep. percent, right. and the bank's going to give you point you know three percent if you you know if you open up a CD. So you know, again, you're guaranteed to lose. The only the only people who are making money out of that deal are the banks. So, banks. you know, you really have to think about ways that, you know, that aren't benefiting banks and insurance companies, but are going to benefit you and your family. And, and that's what asset protection planning is, is really all about. It's, you know, we, we've been talking about the investment side. Obviously, there's the legal side, trusts and companies and foundations and all that. But, you know, to really keep up with inflation, you have to do both. You have to create the right kind of structure and you have to marry it to the right types of investments that can, you know, withstand the, you know, the tests of time. And right now we're, we're in a pretty big test. So, you know, we'll, it's, it's going to change a lot, the winners and the losers in terms of the haves and the have nots. Incredible. Joel, fantastic. Fantastic as usual. Folks, this is America's number one asset protection attorney. As you can tell from the past 20 minutes, go to Nagel Law. There we go. <laughs> we're, our, our super producer, Gary, and I had the same thought at the same time. Go to nagelall.com. More information there. Get hold of, of Joel. This is literally priceless information. Joel, I know you got a plane to catch. Thank well, you. Thank you. Thanks for thank having you. me. Maybe maybe next week we, we can get into some of the ancillary things, artwork. Uh, you guys were talking about baseball cards. That, those are all great asset protection uh, investments <laughs> as well. All right. Thank you, sir, for joining thank us. It's been thank great. you. Have I a good week. I appreciate it. Thank you. Folks, that's literally priceless, priceless information. You got some of the same advice that America's number one asset protection attorney gives to his top clients. I'm talking top clients. Uh, you got it for not a fraction of the price they pay. You got it for free. Make use of it. I urge you make use of it. Come back next week when uh, Joe will fill us in on any more information, baseball cards and artwork. Let's do this thing. Thanks for joining us.